You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's Jeff Robinson with this week's message. Hey, 2911, good morning and welcome to all of you. For those of you that are visiting or checking us out for the first time, or maybe you've, maybe you've seen us and you came back to see if we're really that weird, we are and we're glad to have you with us this morning. So um, I am so excited to continue this series. This is week three uh, of Losing My Religion that we've been talking about. You heard me a couple of weeks ago. We talked um, about religion versus having, you know, being in a relationship with Jesus. It's not just following uh, a set of guidelines. It's not just having rules that we try to put on people to make them better, but it's about reaching people up and helping them maintain and develop a relationship with Jesus so that it means more than that. Last week you heard Pastor Rick and he talked some about losing my religion, all the things that we do that we kind of make up for ourselves. And today I'm going to jump off of that one and we're going to hit the next thing and we're going to talk about loopholes today. Because loopholes are a thing that we all love. You know, we, we all love a, a, a good loophole. During tax season, we want to find a way that we can get around the rules so we can keep a little bit more of our money. Uh, you know, sometimes at work or sometimes when it comes to, to other things, um, you know, we, we want loopholes. Football season, uh, SEC starts, you know, here uh, this week. And so we, uh, we, you know, all of our football coaches, we want them to find those loopholes so that we can get those, you know, we can get the, the, the things that we do, we can get that extra inch, we can get that extra yard, everything that last second, whatever it takes, because we want to do what we can do because we're in it to win it. Well, I want to tell you that the difference in religion and the difference in people who are Christ followers, who are in a relationship with Jesus and not just, uh, not just part of a religion, are people that don't look for loopholes. But the people that are out there that are Christians that look for loopholes, you can, uh, if, if I ask you right now, you can think of Christians. I have friends who love Jesus. I have friends who I love very much. And those guys are going to be voting on both sides of the election here in about six weeks. Um, I have people that will tell you that there is no way that you could be a Christian and vote for Donald Trump. And I have other friends that love Jesus, and they're going to tell you there's no way you could be a Christian and vote for uh, uh, Joe Biden. And, and they're on both sides of the issue. And, and it's not just politics. It's everything that's out there. That there's so many hot-button issues. And you find people that are Christians, that are, that are religious, and we find ourselves on both sides. And it's because we, we, we have our set of rules, and we use this set of rules to try to do that. And it's because we want that to be easy. Uh, we, we want to make things easy. If, if I have a rule that tells me what, uh, what I'm supposed to do, then all i got to do is say, I follow the rule. Relationships can be messy. Rules are easy. Relationships, they have nuance. They have all these other things to it. And so when we're in a relationship with Jesus, it's more than just following a set of rules. And Jesus dealt with this. Uh, I talked to you guys a few weeks. You know, Jesus, uh, he, he told his disciples, you know, that, that, that it was more than just following rules. And he talked about the Pharisees and things. So one day, Jesus and his disciples, uh, they're teaching. And then the, the Pharisees and religious scholars came to Jesus all the way from Jerusalem. They're from Jerusalem. These are the guys who know it. These are the guys who study the word. Um, they're talking to Jesus, but they don't realize that Jesus is Jesus. You know, they, they think he's just a teacher. And so, so they come to challenge him. And he said, why do your disciples play fast and loose with the rules? This is in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, why do your disciples play fast and loose with the rules? Um, 
But Jesus put it right back on him and he said, why do you use rules to play fast and loose with God's commands? Let me give you a little bit of context here. If you've got a study Bible or if you have time, I encourage you to look up Matthew chapter 13 and kind of see where the story is. You see, uh, there were laws. I, I told you a few weeks ago, there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of laws that had been. They took these 10 commandments of Moses and they, they grew into laws because one of the things that they did, they created rules to try to keep you from breaking a rule. Um, and I know that sounds weird, but if you think about it, uh, we do that at home. Uh, if you've got teenage kids, you probably have a rule like um, if you're with your boyfriend or girlfriend alone in the living room, we leave the lights on. Now, turning the lights off is not, it's just not a bad thing. We probably fuss at our kids. Turn the lights off. You know, have you seen the power bill? Do you know what it costs? It's not turning the lights off, but it's making that rules so that we're trying to, you know, the thing is we don't want them getting into trouble. And so we create a rule to keep them from breaking the law. And so that's kind of what was going on here. And so they had created these rules. They had what was called the tradition of the elders. And that's where they, they had these other rules and they did that. And, and they had all these ceremonial washings and things you had to do so that the priests would be pure. And it came to the point they put it on the others. And so that's what they were talking about the disciples because it says, you know, that, that they didn't wash their hands before they ate. It's not that they didn't wash their hands that they were dirty. It's that they didn't do the ceremonial washing up to the elbow and do all these things. And so they came to Jesus because they were trying to catch him in a loophole because Jesus was causing trouble for him. And so Jesus puts it right back though and he says, why do you, why do you find loopholes to get around the command of God? Not just the law to keep you from breaking the law, but the actual law of God. And so here's what's going on. Jesus says to him, um, it says, God clearly says, this is Matthew 13, 4. God clearly says, respect your father and your mother and anyone denouncing father and mother should be killed. I'm glad we don't have that rule today. Uh, we would all be in trouble because, you know, especially in our teenage years or, you know, as we get a little bit older, we do some things. But Jesus, you know, he's, he's, he's telling the guys that, that, you know, that you're, uh, you're supposed to honor your father, or your mother. And he goes on to say, but you weasel around by that saying, whoever wants to can say to father or mother, what I owe to you, I've given to God. Now, here's some context again. I encourage you to look it up and, and, and you know, don't take my word for it because look at me. You can't trust me. Uh, don't take my word for it. Look it up and see what the Bible says about it. But what's going on here is that these guys would take and, and they found a loophole where they would say, all of my belongings and everything I have, I dedicate to God. So when it came time to help their parents, because, you know, honor your father and your mother, that's really cool when you're young, you know. And then when you first get up and, you're, you know, you're young, it's really cool to honor your father and your mother because mom and dad are helping take care of me. But what happens when mom and dad need help being taken care of? You know, and it's not just the Bible doesn't say honor your father and your mother until you get out of the house. It doesn't just say honor your father and your mother until they reach such an age that you can stick them in a home or do something else. It says honor your father and your mother as long as they live. And so it began time to, to try to help take care of their parents. And so they didn't want to waste their money and their resources. So what they would do, they would dedicate their resources to God and then say, oh, mom, dad, I'd love to help pay your rent for you. But I've dedicated that to God, so I have to keep it, you know, I, I have to keep my assets liquid in case God needs it so I can help him, can't help you out. And this was something they began to do because they found a loophole. And Jesus calls them out on it, and, and he calls them hypocrites. He says, that can hardly be called respecting a parent. You cancel God's command by your rules. Frauds, hypocrites, Isaiah's prophecy of you hit the bullseye. These people make a big time showing of the right thing, but their heart isn't in it. They act like they're worshiping, but they don't mean it. They just use God as a cover for teaching whatever suits their fancy. And you know, that's what we do many times, especially religious. I, I was religious for so many years. Um, 
I grew up in church. Uh, my grandfather was a pastor. Uh, my other grandfather was a deacon. My dad was a deacon. My mom sang in the choir. Um, I, I, I was involved in ministry from the time I was about 12 years old. And so whether it was helping a children's church and then becoming a youth worker, and then I became a youth pastor, and then I began to become a worship pastor. And I did all these things for the years, and, and it was all about following the rules and knowing the rules and knowing that if I followed these things and I kept these stuff and, and, and I did it just right, that I would be okay because I'd follow the rules. And what began to happen for me is I came to a place that it, it was one afternoon in my office, and a young lady whom I'd only met, uh, she went to our church and, and she, she, she came out of my office one day and she said, Pastor Jeff, I need to talk to somebody. She came and she sat across from me and she began to cry and she began to pour out her story of the things. And, 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 and it, it was a particular sin in her life that she had begun to, uh, begun to become a part of. And she said, I don't understand. And, and she shared the whole story. And I have to tell you that it was easy for me before that day to, to, to just say anybody... Uh, in passing this particular sin or, you know, or a sin, hey, this is what Jesus says about it, and it's wrong. You, get, you, know, you don't do it in block. But this girl, this was not just, uh, this was not just a story. This was not just um, a situation. This was a person. This was a person that God loved and God died for that was pouring out their heart that said, I don't know what to do. And for me, things began to change that day. And just like Jesus said, you know, it's, it's not simply about a loophole or, or finding a verse and do that. You know, as, as Christians, as religious people, so many times we, we have a verse for everything. We can find things. Uh, my mentor, uh, Pastor Lastinger, before he died for years, he would, um, he would joke, there's a Bible verse that says, uh, bodily exercise profiteth little. And so he would joke about that all the time as he was eating a donut or doing something and not, not exercising. And, um, and, and so it became a joke. But, you know, as Christians, we really do that. We find a verse that will fit what it is that we're trying to prove our point about. And we'll take it and we'll use it. And we'll use it just like, just like these Pharisees did. They used a verse to violate the spirit of God's command. Andy Stanley put it like this, that they became more in love with the commands than they did with the commander who gave them. And you see, that's the difference in religion and relationship, because in relationship, I have, I'm in relationship with the commander. I want to know what the commander intended with this. I, I don't want to just take a command and be able to use it to go and tell somebody that you're a sinner, you're going to hell, you're dying. I want to know the spirit of the commander that says, this person is in sin, but I love this person enough that I'm going to give my life and pay their sin so that they can spend eternity with me and my Father in heaven. And that's what being in a relationship was about. That's what, that's what, you know, going beyond religion, going beyond just being Christian, but being a Christ follower, being a disciple of Jesus. And you see, that's where the loopholes get us in trouble. And that's where there are people today who won't set foot in church. And you may be watching today, and, and, and you know that 29-11, one of our things is we're about people who don't go to church anymore. Maybe they used to go to church and they don't. Maybe they've never been to church. You're, those are the people that we, we want a part of our church. And maybe you've heard that and you're watching this morning, and as and, and you hear this, I want, I want you to know, I'm sorry for all the times that we have tried to find loopholes to tell you that you're not good enough or to tell you that your hurt doesn't matter or to tell you that those things that you suffered aren't real because they were done by somebody else. Loopholes are sending people to hell, and we are responsible for that so many times. It's these, 
It's these loopholes that, that, that we use to try to justify things. And we have a verse for it. Um, all across the nation today, there are churches that are out there, and there are some that will be preaching uh, a gospel that is far right wing and that is far uh, and, and they're going to use scriptures and they're going to take what can what could basically be the Republican outline and, and, and it's going to color their scriptures. And there are other churches this morning and, and, and they're on the other side and, and it's going to be like the Democratic Party and they're going to put it down and they're going to do that. It's religion. Because you see, Jesus didn't come. And I may get in trouble with some of you guys for this. Jesus didn't come to be Republican or to be Democrat. Jesus came to love and to save those that needed saving. And that's what he calls us to do. In, uh, in Romans 13, you know, when, when, when you begin to break it down, uh, this is the Apostle Paul. And so having studied Jesus and, and having had uh, the experiences and having talked with all of the, uh, uh, all of the disciples that he did, Paul, he, he, he tells us to obey the rulers, but he says, chapter 18, Verse 7, he says, pay all that you owe, whether it's taxes or fees and, or respect or honor. Whatever it is, don't be in debt to somebody else. And in the next verse, it says, except let love be your debt. If you love others, you have done all the law demands. He goes on to say, in the law, there are many commandments, such as be faithful in marriage. Don't murder. Don't steal. Uh, don't want with a, blessing, you know, a, a blessing to others. But all these are summed up. In the command that says, love others as much as you love yourself. When the Pharisees came to Jesus and they challenged him, he said, what's, uh, what's, the, what's your favorite law? What's the best law? What's the greatest commandment that God gives? And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, everything that you have. And he said, but there's a second one. And they said, well, I don't want to hear the second one. And he said, but you have to hear the second one because they go together. He said, the second one is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And you see, Loophole Christians, religious people, they, they ask the question, how little can I do and still get to heaven? Or how close to sin? Uh, when I was a youth pastor, I was asked the question more than one time by teenage, hormonal teenagers, how far is too far? What can I do and not be in trouble? And you see, that's what loophole Christians, that's what religious people ask is how close to the line, how close can I get and still not be in trouble if Jesus comes back tomorrow? What, how, little, how much do I really have to give? Do I have to give 10% of my income or can I, you know, what do I really, what does the Bible really talk about? Uh, I mentioned tithes and you know, there are people out there that say, well, that's Old Testament. I don't believe in the Old Testament. You know, that's the, uh, I'm in the New Testament. And, and we find these loopholes and we do this. And, and that's what Jesus is saying is that, uh, and, and, and Paul reiterates here, disciples, followers of Jesus, people in relationship with Jesus, they don't ask the question, how much do I have to do? They don't ask the question, um, is this enough? They ask the question, what does love require of me today? It says here that our debt is love. It says that all these are the laws. When they came to Jesus and, and, and he told them, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, these are the commands. Everything else falls under this. Everything else, if you, if you love somebody, you're not going to kill them. If you love somebody, you're not going to steal from them. If I love my neighbor, I'm not going to covet and be jealous of them. I'm going to be happy for what they have. If I love God, I'm not going to take his name in vain. I'm not going to do these things. And you see, sin is... Sin is, is, is about violating that covenant that I have with God. And just like I talked about a few weeks ago, you know, 
I don't want to mess up my relationship with my wife. And that's the real reason. I don't want to mess up my relationship with God. And you see, that's where it's at. And that's what Jesus is saying here is that, you know, love is the debt that we have. And so people that follow Jesus, people that are in relationship with him, ask this question. What does love require of me today? You see, if I take every decision I make, every Facebook post that I have, every Instagram post, everything that I say to people in traffic when they cut me off, in the rain, and the stuff that happened today on the interstate, all these other things that go on, if I, if, if I look at that through the question, what does love require of me? I don't make those posts. We talked last week about we're trying to, we're, uh, we're trying to flip our feed. We're trying to you know, not be so, there's so many negative things. There's so many people uh, posting mean things and horrible things and stuff. And, and we a lot of times use scriptures. It's the loophole thing. We'll use scriptures to justify the mean things that we say. But you see, he says that we owe a debt of love to those around us because if Jesus knew everything that I've ever done, and man, I grew up in church. I've been in church my whole life. Um, there, you know, so there are some people that may look at my life and say, man, you haven't really done anything bad. I've done plenty of stuff bad. I've had thoughts that are bad. I've done things that Jesus knows every one of them. Jesus knows all the times that I messed up and there was nobody else there around to watch. And he has a list of all these things that he knows that I've done. And he chose not to use a single loophole when it came time to forgive me. He knows all of the, my deepest, darkest secrets. He knows where you are and everything that you've done. And he didn't use a loophole when it came time for you. He didn't pull out the scriptures you know, and, and look back, oh, you're in trouble here, and go back and find something. He said, I love you. And I've given my heart and I've given my life to cover your sins so that you can have life. And not just have life, but you can have life to the full. And you see, when we are in relationship with Jesus and we understand that I have been forgiven and you have been forgiven and, and, and all the bad and evil and terrible things that I've done are washed away, then it makes it really hard for me to hold mean things against somebody else. And so this morning, as we start to you know, kind of wind this down a little bit, I want to challenge you guys. And again, especially those of you who call 2911 home, for those of you that you're a part of this body, we want to be beyond religion. We don't want to just be a religious organization. We want to be a relationship-based organization, that we're in relationship with Jesus. And that helps us develop relationships with one another so that we can lift each other up, so that we don't try to find loopholes so we can keep people out of our church. We don't try to find loopholes that help us to, 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 to make sure that we, that we weed out the people that we don't like. See, God has called us to love and He's called us to reach out. And I want to challenge you that if everybody that you're friends with, if everybody that you spend time with and you hang out with, if they look just like you and sound just like you and, and, and dress just like you and they do those things, you're probably not fulfilling the command of God to go and make disciples of all men. But you see, Jesus, Jesus hung around people that didn't always believe the same way He did. Jesus loved people that didn't always see eye to eye with things that He did. And He did that because 
If he simply hung out with people that agreed with everything he did, then his job wasn't being accomplished. His job was to seek and save that which was lost, that which needed saving, whether they realized it or not. And our job, our job is, as being a follower of Christ, a disciple, someone who's in relationship with God, knows that my job is to reach out and help those that need help even those that don't realize it. You've heard the old saying, you know, it's easier to catch flies with honey than it is with vinegar. And, and so, and, and, and I realized that again, it's easy for us to get in that loophole mentality and say, no, that's just, all you're doing is coddling and you're reaching out and you're telling people it's okay to sin. That's not it at all. It's, it's speaking the truth in love. And, and you know, I find it funny that when, when someone is correcting us, we want them to speak the truth in love. And, you know, if somebody corrects us, we're like, hey, brother, you know, you, you need to speak the truth in love, man. You're, you're kind of harsh there. You're kind of mean. But when it comes time for us to correct someone else, man, we want to hit the hammer of God on top of their head. You know, we, we want to make sure and take that scripture and make sure they understand that this is what the law says. And it seems funny that so many times as, as generations change and sins, I, I, I remember as a kid, um, I was listening to a sermon over this week and they made this comment that, you know, when I was younger, uh, if you'd been divorced... That was the ultimate sin in the Pentecostal church, man. That was something that you just couldn't, you know, and, and, and now as it goes on, you know, and, and it kind of changes. And what happens is, is those of us who are religious, you know, we take and we want to make those loopholes and we make our list of sins. And it's usually things that we don't struggle with. And those are things that we hold up to. These are the really bad ones. And the things that we struggle with, you know, it's funny. Gluttony rarely makes those lists that we Pentecostals and we, you know, we religious people put up there. But it's the things that we don't necessarily struggle with. But you see, anything that we do that separates us from God, anything that steps us outside of God's protection, that takes us outside of that relationship, that violates those things that, that, that God holds dear, that thing is sin. If you're not generous and you're mean, man, you're a sinner. If you, um, if you, don't, if you don't treat your spouse right, if you hold it over her head that you're supposed to submit to me, <laughs> You know, uh, or if your wife, you know, you're supposed to love me like, the, like Christ loved the church. <laughs> you know, if we do things like that and we hold it over their head, man, that's sin. Because that is outside of what God has for us and it's finding loopholes. So here's the challenge for this week. I challenge you guys to ask yourself before you post uh, on social media, before you, before you wave with part of your hand outside the window at somebody on the interstate, before you do, so, you know, ask yourself, what does love require of me? How would Jesus, how can I love this person like Jesus and respond and then post and then wave <laughs> and then say, then respond to the person that's on the phone that's on your last nerve, to the person at work, to your boss, to your kids, to your spouse. If we begin to do that, if we begin to color our, uh, our thinking of what does love require, how can I repay this debt of love that I have to others, then we can begin to act like the church. And when we begin to act like the church, we can see changes and we can make differences. And we can begin to take down the strongholds and the things that are in our society. 
But as long as we try to use loopholes and as long as we try to throw out scriptures that we don't like and we don't agree with, or I'm not sure Jesus said that, or I'm not sure that's... As long as we try to do that, and we're more in love with the commands than the commander, then we're going to continue to be an organization as the church of Jesus that the world despises. And they're not despising us because, because of Jesus. They're despising us because we act like jerks. So let me challenge you this week. What does love require of me? Let that be your thought as everything you do. Will you pray with me? Father God, we are so grateful for your love. I am so grateful that you didn't pick a loophole. You could have, I gave you hundreds and you didn't pick a single loophole when it came to forgiving me and loving me. And so God, help me, help us as a church to not look for loopholes, to not look for ways that we can get out of our debt of love, but instead help us find ways that we can continue to repay that debt and that we continue to love others as you loved us so that they will know that we are disciples of you by the love we have one for another. God, be with us and help us to change, not just on the surface, but from the inside out. We ask it in your awesome and beautiful and matchless name. Amen. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Church 2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.